Hello and welcome to the Local Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Johnson. The Local Leaders Podcast provides a platform for successful business owners to share their stories, their experiences, their advice, and their ideas in order to help our listeners achieve more success in their business and in their lives. Get ready. Another great show is coming up. Hey, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Local Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Johnson, and I am super excited today to be on with Scafidi Restaurant Group's uh, main man, Frankie DeLock. I told you I'd mess it up. D. Parlantonio. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, it takes me a minute. I told you I was Southern, so, you know, that just doesn't <laughs> flow out quick enough. Welcome to the podcast, Frankie. Thanks for being here. Well, Jeff, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be on a podcast titled The Local Leaders Podcast uh, because I always feel, you know, it, it's not a, you know, a, a title I give to myself lightly, but I like to consider myself uh, a community leader in, in everything that I do because, you know, running a business is, is you know, great to, to operate your business and your little ecosystem. But uh, I like to think that it's more about the community as well. So this is a great uh, honor to be with you today. Well, thank you very much for saying that. And, and we are honored to have you because, um, you know, you and the groups, Cafeti Restaurant Group, are, you know, have done a lot of great things. Uh, you've accomplished a lot, uh, been able to grow the business. And, and what we're all about, as you know, is, is trying to help others uh, by hearing and you know, learning from your examples, your stories, your experiences, things you did right, the things you did wrong. And, and we want to share as much of that with our uh, fellow restaurateurs. Um, and and you know, that helps that community and helps people all over the country. So, so thank you very much from that, for that. And um, Scafidi Restaurant Group's out of Steubenville, Ohio, for those who don't know. And um, if you wouldn't mind, Frank, I'd love to just give you the, give you the mic and let you kind of tell us a little about the business and, and what you guys are all about. Absolutely. So the Scafidi Restaurant Group is a multi-brand uh, food service corporation based out of Steubenville, Ohio. Uh, we're about 45 minutes outside of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So we're kind of known as the Burb of the Berg. Um, so uh that's our closest metropolitan area uh in 2009 my two cousins uh, nino and don scafidi started what has now become the scafidi restaurant group our flagship location scafidi's pasta was open in a very small home-like setting uh in 2009 that sat about 25 people uh and uh, touted the notion of uh grandma's house on sunday so it was so special to us because there mothers and my grandmother were involved in the development of a lot of the uh, recipes we were blending three different people's worth of cooking styles which if you you know for those that know anything about italy um you know going from region to region is almost sometimes being like in a different country you know the different foods and the different uh, dialects and the different traditions are so different from region to region so we were able to combine uh three three uh, nonas, as we call them, their recipes and their traditions into the recipes and the processes that we have today to create Scafidi's pasta. 
uh, shortly thereafter, in 2011, we op we relocated the Scafidi's Pasta to a new location, to one of our locations that we have today, and retitled it Scafidi's Restaurant and Tavern because we gained a bar and a tavern area in the move. Uh, we literally grew 10 times overnight. We went from a location that sat 25 people to a location that seats 250 people. Uh, throughout that two-year period, it became very apparent to us that we had outgrown what uh, my cousins had started. And I started as a very young guy. Um, when they opened the first location in 2009, I was 14 years old. I had no inclination of going into the restaurant business. I actually, when I was younger, I wanted to go into the medical field. Um, but when I was 14, being a good Italian cousin, I went into the restaurant just to see what I could do to help. I really don't know what a 14-year-old could do to help, but obviously I found a niche somewhere because 12 years later, I'm 26 going on 27, and I'm still here. Um, so it w it's been a great ride, and I love the food service business. I really can't imagine doing anything different than I am right now. Uh, you know, ever since we relocated into the location we are now in a very large space, we started our catering division, Scafidi's Catering, uh, that we are a full on-site and off-site catering service. Uh, we do a plethora of events and, and uh, are the hosts of many of Steubenville's fine events throughout the year. Um, in 2021, uh, it's always been a dream of the restaurant group to open up a different concept that was more quick service and fast casual. Uh, under our basis of our gnocchi. Um, we are known for our gnocchi here. Uh, for anyone that knows what gnocchi are, they are little uh, pasta dumplings. Um, ours are unique because most of the gnocchis that people have and the recipes are made with potatoes that are put into the dough of the pasta. Ours is made with ricotta cheese. So ours is definitely much lighter, more flavorful, and definitely is different than what most people are used to. Uh, so we've had this dream, and in 2021, um, we pushed forward. We did everything we could because it was sort of a now or never moment. Um, and we opened up Scafidi's Gnocchi Nook, which was our first um, brand that we opened up at a different that we opened up at a different location. Uh, we opened that in August of 2021, uh, so it is pretty fresh. We're going on five months, uh, and that has been wonderful. It's a quick service, build your own, so it's a customizable experience. You build your gnocchi bowls and pasta bowls and everything like that. Uh, it's been a great experience for customers. Uh, and we also have a virtual brand. It's called Scafidi's Wings on Wheels, which is Steubenville's first virtual kitchen uh, that we operate through the uh, DoorDash network here uh, in the Ohio Valley. Uh, it's a chicken wing establishment that where you can get wings and you know six packs of beer and wine, uh, as well as some desserts as well. Uh, we did that during the COVID-19 pandemic to help sort of uh, boost the sales that everybody was losing. Yes, um, so that's a little bit about the Scafidi Restaurant Group uh, as to where we stand right now. I know we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, what 2022 looks like for us and for business in general. Um, but that's sort of where uh, we stand right now. Well, that that's a, a pretty amazing journey for all the things that you that you guys have done to build the business and, and really to, to launch it and get it off the ground. And as you said, uh, you came in at 14 and I'm sure they found a job for you in the, in the uh, uh, washing dishes and, and uh, clearing tables and all that kind of good stuff to begin with. But look at you now. Yes, yes, I did. I was the 
you know, all the family members were stopping by and we were sending people for ice and pop. And obviously at 14, all you got is your two feet on you. Uh, so I was doing all the above and have since grown with, uh, with the business and, and, uh, I'm excited to have done so. So, uh, obviously they put me to work and they kept me. So obviously I, I, I cleared a mean table or washed a, you know, washed a dish pretty good. So I'm still here. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I mean, congratulations on, on all the success that you guys have. And I was curious why you were telling the story, um, especially about, um, Ganache. um, was that in response to COVID as a way to kind of create and, and launch a, a QSR um, concept? Or was that something that was already y'all, in y'all's mind ahead of COVID? So it was definitely in our mind ahead of COVID. We've uh-huh. always been an establishment, the building that we are in right now, which is our main hub, which houses our restaurant and tavern brand uh, and the catering brand and is sort of our main hub for everything that we do. It's a very large building. So we've always had this dream of replicating a restaurant in a way that is that is controllable. Uh, so for those that are in the restaurant business, you know, you understand that it's very hard to replicate a completely, you know, full service restaurant. Uh, and we took that into mind and wanted to create the, the Scafidi's Gnocchi Nook in order to create a customizable experience, but also a quick service so that it could be replicated multiple times over. So that's, uh, it's always been on our mind, but with COVID-19, you know, with the amount of uncertainty that there was throughout that year, uh, we were very blessed with so much support from our customers, uh, in previous, current, and future, uh, that we were able to move forward with the development of the Gnocchi Nook, uh, and we did that, uh, and we thought, you know, COVID-19 is here. Uh, we had some extra time because of the fact that we were not as busy as we once were. So we used the time wisely and realized that opening up a quick service location, uh, obviously we were, you know, optimistic about COVID-19 and wanted, um, you know, wanted to get through it as well as everyone still does to this day. We realized that the quick service establishment is one that's sort of COVID proof, um, if there is such a thing. Um, It's all, you know, it would almost always be exempt from government regulations because it's a carry out only establishment. Mm-hmm. Uh, people were doing carry out no matter what, even though restaurants were open, we weren't seeing that bounce back of in-house sales. So we, we knew that the carry out sensation was there because people were so uncomfortable with COVID or they just got used to it. I know I've become a homebody myself throughout this COVID-19 experience. Uh, so it was a little bit of both. It was a dream that we had and we realized that, um, you know, if we're in this situation of COVID and when you're in business, there's nothing wrong. Um, you know, obviously, you know, you don't want to price gouge or do anything uh, unethical in the business world. But, you know, there, there's nothing wrong with taking advantage of the situation that you're in. And we realized that it was probably a good time that a carry out establishment could could, you know, get up and running and get going. And we definitely did. Yeah, well, yeah, it's absolutely a great timing to be able to, to pull that off. And uh, it's, it's so nice. I mean, you know, as you think about it, it's really a diversification move for, um, you know, different restaurant groups or, or owners of multiple units. Uh, you see it, you know, often as a way to diversify. You know, you've got, you've got the full service, you've got some QSRs, you probably have some other businesses elsewhere. Um, and, you know, even the ghost kitchen online things with uh, Wings on Wheels, um, you know, just a great way to, to, try to make sure you're as diverse as possible so you're able to respond to environmental factors that are beyond our, our control. And 
Uh, for all our listeners out there, I just want to take a second to, to give you the website address because I know you, you can't see it for all our, our folks listening on their favorite podcast channel. Website address is scafidi, S-C-A-F-F-I-D-I-R-G.com. Um, so please go, go check these guys out and um, uh, get a look at, at all the different brands, all the different options, menus, careers, anything that you might want to know. And they've got an awesome website. I, I love the, the graphics you guys have on here. It's, uh, <laughs> it's uh, yeah, I don't know. it's amazing. It, it, it's really I look a lot better in caricature format, don't I? Yeah, yeah that's, that's the word I was looking for, the characters. There's a lot of characters on here. And I didn't say characters, I said characters. Uh, we're characters as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no doubt about it. But anybody listening, please go check it out. And, uh, you know, while we're talking about um, Ganache, we might as well talk about the, you know, the franchising opportunity here because, you know, a lot of our listeners are interested in the franchising business and kind of how to get it off the ground, how to get it started. And, um, and also we want to share the opportunity um, uh, for the Ganache Nook to, you know, with other folks out there who may have an interest, uh, you know, in, in learning more. So um, can you kind of give us some some background on how you got, you know, how you got into the franchising space and kind of what it took to get ready? Absolutely. So, you know, the first thing to, to, to kind of back up a smidge about the, you know, uh, in sort of diversifying your portfolio, you know, a, a lot of business uh, individuals out there think that, this is what I'm doing today. I, if I want to replicate something or I want to do something more, I have to do what I'm doing right now. And that's completely untrue. Uh, you can definitely hold true to a base, you know, route that you have, you know, which we did with you know, the Italian-American market, the pasta market. We, we stayed true to that. But just because you're doing ABC business today doesn't mean you need to replicate that in full. You could have ABC business and then do DEF business, which is what we did. And it's a great way, you know, for those that are in the restaurant business, you don't have to replicate your entire restaurant. You can always replicate a smaller version on a carryout basis, or you can always replicate something that is a little bit more controllable because those in the restaurant business know that it's a hands-on experience. It's really not something that you open up and you kind of leave to fend for itself. You know, there are some businesses that are a little bit more towards that way, but the restaurant business is not for sure. So you can create something that's a little bit more controllable, which is what we did. Uh, you know, there, but it's not easy at the same time. You know, going from one location to two, you know, those in, in the general, you know, population think, okay, that's just sort of double of everything. That, that's definitely not true. It, it, there is more stuff involved, um, but the processes that you have to come up with, I'm a big process person, you know, and, and uh, you know, developing those processes and developing um, the operational, you know, guidelines of a second location is much different than just opening up one from scratch. Uh, so it went through a lot of work. Uh, it was a lot of brainstorming among myself and my two cousins that are in the senior le leadership team here of the group. Uh, and we sat down and we really hashed everything out. And uh, that's something that needs done in any business. But, you, you know, when you open up a second location, undoubtedly, you know, the first location is going to be affected in some way or another, hopefully not negatively, um, but it's going to be affected whether by moving people around or moving people into different positions to do something maybe someone once did that may be, you know, doing more with the other location. So it was a lot of planning and we did that quite well. And we opened up the Gnocchi Nook in August of 2021. 
since then, we find that this concept is uh, easily franchisable. Uh, we're blessed with the fortune that we have been able to have the knowledge, and that's the fortune I'm talking about, is having the knowledge of the food service business for 12 years now, opening in 09 and you're going into 2021, you know, we've been here for 12 years. So we have that 12 years of food service business knowledge through expansions, through diversifying our portfolio, that we were able to realize uh, what works, what doesn't work, maybe what would work on a dual location basis that didn't work before. Uh, you know, this is all stuff that we went through. So we find that the Nyaki Nook, although it's new, you know, we have plans in the future for additional Nyaki Nook locations under a corporate strategy, but we find the Nyaki Nook is something that, you know, can be franchised. You can take uh, the average person and, and be given these uh, processes and be given this product that we're willing to help you with and turn it into a business of your own. Or even if you are in the restaurant business and maybe you're in a different line of food, you know, maybe you're in burgers or maybe you're just in, you know, a, a gastropub situation or whatever your, your line of food, your, your line of cuisine is, uh, you know, the Gnocchi Nook is a great second addition to your portfolio that we're able to help you with that process. Uh, you don't need a knowledge of the food service business. You know, we were able to uh, take a few people within our operation uh, because it's such a small operation. Um, there's a lot of crossover of jobs. You know, in a traditional full-service full restaurant, you have people that work in the front that are, you, you know, geared towards your, you know, your customer service and people in the back that are geared towards, obviously, your food preparation and your culinary operations. The, the um, you know, the Gnocchi Nook is such a small operation compared to what we have here that we were, you know, we were able to take people that are customer service-minded that work in our front-of-house operations but also turn them into sort of the general gnocchi nook worker that have that you know has a lot to do with the culinary operations of it and they did quite well and they were quite trainable and they were quite successful in what they're doing today so you know for those interested in a quick service establishment you can definitely reach out to us uh you know we are new you know we did open in august but um you're not buying into the new you know, the new establishment per se, you're buying into the, you know, the 12 plus years that we have in the food service business. Um, the Yankee Nook is doing quite well. You know, it has a proven futuristic, you know, operation mindset to it between the inclusion of the delivery services, the inclusion of an uh, app ordering, the inclusion of kiosk ordering. So it definitely takes into account the wave of the future. Um, you know, I know Jeff pointed out our, our website. You can definitely take a look on there. Or for those watching online, you can scan my QR code up here uh, and definitely reach out to me uh, as well if you have any questions uh, about anything that the Skiffiti Restaurant Group does or essentially about franchising with us for our Gnocchi Nook concept. Well, thank you for, for sharing that. It was a great insight and, uh, you know, Hearing it straight from the proverbial horse's mouth is, is always really nice. And, you know, the fact that, that, you know, franchising is all about process and, you know, there's, you got to have all that stuff locked, locked and loaded and in place so that it's easily transferable, um, you know, to your franchisee. Um, and of course, you've already got the, you know, the back office, you've got the support uh, of a great team that's been successful, has proven success for 12 years. Um, so, you know, what a great way to, to you know, plan your future investment for you know potential investors or franchisees who are interested 
Uh, it's going to be a great place uh, to to put your time and effort. And uh, uh, Frankie and his team would love to hear from you. So, you know, if you've got an interest in learning more, please do all the above and, and reach out to these guys and uh, uh, learn more about what that opportunity looks like. I'm sure they're, they'll be happy to share the details. Um, you know, I think, you know, with that, that QSR concept is, I mean, it is, you say COVID proof earlier and, you know, as much as anything can be COVID proof, uh, this has proven to be the, the wave of the, the future post-COVID, um, you know, for QSR restaurants who are, are set up for online, curbside delivery, um, you know, the whole nine yards of takeout or off-premises dining. Um, so, I mean, it was, uh, you know, I think it's a great move and, and I'm sure it's going to do uh, and they are going to continue to do really, really well. So I uh, appreciate you sharing all that you did, Frank. Thank you. Hey, um, kind of backtracking a little bit. I always get out of sync, and and that's just how I roll, I guess. But um, you know, we we talked about the franchising piece. I meant to get to that later. Um, challenge wise, you know, in building this business and and being a part of, of this twelve year history, were there any defining moments uh, of greater challenge than others that that you guys had to face and and kind of find a way around um, in your journey that might be helpful to some of our listeners? You know, um, sort of a, a defining moment happened recently, I believe. Uh, you know, throughout the 12-year cycle, you know, the first couple of years, obviously, I was along for the ride with my two yeah. cousins. Hanging um, on to the right. To the... Yeah, I, exactly. I was I just kind of hung on, and I was there for anything I could do. I've always been described as someone that was beyond his years. So, you know, at age 16, they always joked around and said I was like 40 at that point. Uh, so I was definitely there to play a role in whatever I could, but obviously um, was there along with my cousins who who really put in the, the sweat and took the risk in 2009 to open. Uh, you know, one thing that I'm very proud of throughout the whole time we always grow in in waves and we grow in step that in steps that are safe and that's you know what i can always recommend to people that's not the defining moment i'm going to talk about that here in a second but always you know whenever uh, i'm going to quote uh, you know marcus lemonis i'm a, i'm a i'm a great fan of watching him uh, in in all of his endeavors, you know, you have to have the people, the product, the people, the process, and the product. You know, those are the three things that we sort of live by here, and and you know, we're we're taking that from Marcus here. And you know, you have to have the right people following the right process to get the right product. You can't have you know one of those out of line because it's not going to work out well for you. So whenever we do something, you know, sometimes. Um, I'm definitely a planner, but my, my cousin Nino that's that's uh, on the team with me here, uh, one of the owners here, he, is, he takes process to a whole new level. So sometimes, you know, we're, it's kind of funny, you know, the three people on one sort of team here, we go from my cousin Nino, who's the planner extraordinaire, to me, that's sort of the, the, the midway on the planning, and then my cousin Dawn. Uh, she, she's the, she's the workhorse, you know, she'll take a plan and execute it and find a way to get her people to do whatever needs to be done in order to get the, the project done. So we're on a different spectrum here. So I, you know, my cousin Nino, he takes the planning, uh, you know, to the, to the fullest extent I'm in the middle and I'm getting a little frustrated and saying, we just got to do this. You know, we got to move along. And then my cousin Dawn, she's ready to, she's ready to just charge with this project and get her done. 
Um, so it, it, we work as a great team, but, you know, don't ever take into, you know, into, you know, take granted how much planning goes into something. And if you, if you get the right people, if you get people to follow the right process and the process is the biggest thing, you'll get the right product. And that's the thing that I can always say to you, um, you know, not to sound conceited, we have not had much that has failed within our establishment. Um, because of that fact, you know, we always try things, we always go through the right product, the right process and have the right people doing things for us. So not much has failed. Have we started a couple programs and it just hasn't worked out or has fizzled out? Absolutely. But in terms of development, we have not had anything that has really failed in our time because um, we don't let it get to the point where we're doing something where we're unsure of going into it. Um, so that's kind of the one, you know, advice that I can give to people. You know, one of the defining moments I could say happened in 2020, uh, in, in 2020 in August. And the example I'm going to give, it's not just limited to this one company or to this one concept, but that's when we started on DoorDash. You know, I'm, I'm a young guy and I love technology. I've always been a techie guy. But whenever we started on DoorDash, it solidified my mind that in this small area that we are in, that seems always behind the times in terms of technology. You know, we don't have any rideshare, um, you know, companies here. Um, DoorDash is here. That's the only major um, food delivery service that operates here. Grubhub does not um, operate a delivery service here. So we're, we're sort of behind on the times because of our population and because of the age of the folks that are here. But when we started on DoorDash, it made me realize that this area is ready for technology. So if you're in an area where it might seem like having, you know, technological pieces of your business may not be worth it, I'm I'd like to challenge you to try it and see what see what it gets, you know, see what it gets you. Uh prior to door, you know, the first day that we did DoorDash, we did around 65 delivery orders. I never would have imagined that. I worked harder on that day than I think I ever have in the restaurant business because I never expected to have 65 delivery orders come into my business that day. So, you know, that really proved to me that the people that COVID-19 has sort of helped in that manner as well. I think if there's one good thing to come out of it, I think it has made areas advance uh, in technology. You know, it has made people utilize technology more. It has made people realize that technology is sort of the way to interact with businesses. So that's sort of the defining moment whenever we went all into technology. And, and when we did that, we doubled down on our online ordering. We doubled down on delivery services, which we never did before. Um, we, we got an app that's soon to be releasing here in the next couple of days for people to order for pickup or delivery from both of our locations. Um, we have, we launched a loyalty program that's integrated with our point of sale system. We launched a marketing program that is integrated with everything that I just said, you know, so we doubled down on technology and we have shown the returns on it. It has been marvelous. Uh, you know, doubling down on these things and investing in these things has proven a higher ticket for our off-premise sales. It has shown a better return for our loyalty customers. Uh, their average spend has gone up with us. Um, the average repeat customer has increased due to our marketing activities. We've turned into that, you know, sort of creepy restaurant that emails you that said, hey, you haven't been with us in three weeks. Where are you? Can you come back and order? So we sort of turned into that company that did that. 
And in this small area where two years ago, you know, or three years ago now, and you know, from 2019, if you would have asked me or if we would have been doing all of this, I would have said, no, the return isn't there, but the return is there now. So if you're in a smaller rural area like we are here in Steubenville, Ohio, you know, be the first one. It's okay to be the first one, and it's okay to be the trailblazer there, because if you are the trailblazer, you're going to get those customers. They're everywhere. You're going to get the customers that want those, you know, want these, you know, um, want these amenities in your business, you're going to get them to come to your place. And if you're the only one, trust me, they're going to frequent your place. And trust me, the wave of technology is coming. So if you are not doing it, and you may be the first one, do it now, because you better believe in a year from now, other places are going to be doing it. So why not be the first one, get the rush, get the benefits of being the first one and the only one, then that way you're going to be ready. So the defining moment, I'd say, recently was doubling down on technology and realizing that even in a small area, it's worth it. I'll stop talking now. Let you no, know. no, no. That was that was amazing. <laughs> I was I was taking notes as you were speaking because, you know, I love the fact that, that you talked about all the things that you've done to um, adopt technology and, um, and and kind of build that into the, you know, into the business. Um, and the fact that you gave some specifics in terms of the returns, um, you know, that you're seeing from it from a positive standpoint. And, you know, I think that's the hardest thing for uh, independent restaurant owners out there is to, you know, they want to, they don't want to spend their money to begin with, you know, because there's, there's so little of it in terms of margins and things like that. And especially when you're still, you know, still operating that one shop and or one restaurant and, um, you've just not been able to grow it to where you want to get to, but, um, you know, if you invest it correctly, and, and I love the, the early adopter thing, especially for the rural communities and, and places like that. I live in one. Um, it's very old school here, you know, with people still writing you know, tickets manually and not taking online orders. You know, there's numerous restaurants here that, that don't. Um, there's, I don't even think there's a delivery service in my town. Uh, that that services this area, but but nonetheless, uh, be an early adopter, jump on the bandwagon. Uh, there's pent up demand, you know, in these areas, and um, you know, you guys were you were really fortunate to to hit it at the right time and really see that that great positive result. So uh, I applaud you for that. Yeah, it's uh, you know it's amazing what COVID has done to kind of revolutionize the the restaurant industry, and I agree with you totally. You made the comment that they kind of push technology forward and and it really took a leap you know in in the in our businesses uh, to kind of force us out there as both a consumer and a, a restaurant owner um, so everything you said I am all with you on it and uh, appreciate you sharing that that with our listeners um, I want to ask you one question as a follow-up and and it's it's really about the marketing piece because that's another area where Independent owners, you know, tend to shy away from, you know, making investments in time or money. Um, what are you doing that you can share with us anyway? Is it mostly like a social media type type uh, marketing campaign or are you doing other things as well? You know, um, for a while now, you know, even before we kind of had this doubling down of technology in 2020, uh, we have always been sort of forward thinking on our marketing budget, uh, whereas a lot of restaurants and businesses in our area are still focused on print advertising, whether it be in the newspaper or direct mail mm -hmm. or uh, you know, whatever the case may be. 
you know, those those outlets, you know, if you if you do them and you do them in a smart way, they may pay off for you. Absolutely. You know, but we've always been individuals that have focused on digital advertising, whether it be keywords on Google, uh, whether it's been display ads on, you know, the, the, the Google ad network, uh, Facebook ads, Instagram ads. Uh, we're just getting into in, uh, Snapchat ads, actually. Uh, because our Gnocchi Nook location definitely favors a younger demographic in terms of um, the whole experience. So we're, you know, you have to, you know, you have to define what you're looking for, and you have to define what your business demands, and you sort of have to match it up with where you're going. And I feel that we do a really good job at that. Um, you know, uh, we're very fortunate. You know, I, I'm a young guy. I'm a techie guy. I always have been. And um, my work is not limited to the food service business. You know, I've been involved in political campaigns, uh, both as a as a candidate and both as a, you know behind the scenes leader. I've been involved in, uh, in 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 election administration as well. So my expertise in sort of communications and marketing sort of sort of has been expanded because of those things. But you know, if if you know if you didn't run for office or you didn't you know run a campaign for someone else, that doesn't mean that you can't do what I'm doing. Um, you just really have to drill down. Um, you know, those things that I mentioned are things that we do. Um, I, I don't hesitate and tell people what we use because I love what we use here and I'm proud to use it. Uh, if if I wasn't all of the above, we wouldn't be using it. So uh, we utilize Square for a lot of our operations here um, in terms of sort of the point of sale operations, the back end operations in terms of order processing for our online orders and everything such as that. But that opens up the um, the opportunity for us to do a lot of marketing to our customers. You know, going with a cloud-based, uh, does not have to be square, but going with a cloud-based point-of-sale system is definitely such a huge thing nowadays because um, the opportunities of people interacting with your business, whether it be buying gift cards online through that service, whether it be the service sending out emails for you, one of the things, like I said, I did, we moved our online ordering to inside of the Square platform and, and integrated it with DoorDash and everything like that. Um, that has allowed us to be more in tune with our customers as well. So if you visit us today in about three weeks, three and a half weeks from now, uh, you're going to get an email that says, hey, we miss you. You know, where are you? Can you come back and order another piece of lasagna? Or can you come back and order some more gnocchi or whatever the case may be? Uh, you know, we do that and it keeps you top of mind because people's attention, you know, it's the, it's being commandeered by a lot of different things today. So you have to be top of mind in a lot of different ways. And that's what we mastered. Instead of spending a lot of money on one platform or during doing a huge campaign, we focus on little campaigns to keep us top of mind across multiple different platforms. And all of it has been on technology. I can't remember the last time I've done a print ad. Um, you know, we've done a few donation ads or what have you and programs and things like that. But um, I don't think we've ever done a, a large-scale campaign in print uh, in any method whatsoever. Um, just focus on your technology, spread your budget. Uh, you can see the results right away. You know, if you don't like how a campaign's going in a week, stop it. You know, there's nothing saying just because you agreed to a month-long campaign on Facebook that you can't just hit pause and stop it if you don't like the results. And the the demographics that you get on online advertising are unmatched. You know, if you take an ad out in the newspaper, you don't know who's reading it. You don't know how many papers they sold that day. 
you know, but at the end of the day, uh, on Facebook, you could see, you know, the age of the person that, that is seeing it, the, their gender, where they are, um, their interests sometimes. So, you know, don't be afraid to invest a little bit of money. Try it out. If you've never done it, take $25 and put it on an ad. Uh, you could see the results come in quite quickly for it. Um, uh, as I said before, and, and like we agreed on, Jeff, you know, being an early adopter of technology is nothing wrong. And um, sometimes you're in an area where you're not going to be an early, in an early adopter. You're going to be a late adopter in some areas. Uh, so it's time to really get going. And um, a lot of these things are low cost. If you have a point of sale system, adding on the subscription, maybe for 30 bucks a month or 49 bucks a month, whatever it may be to add a loyalty program try it out. You know, a lot of these technology companies are really friendly towards businesses that you can sign up for something. It takes minutes to implement. But if you don't like it in a couple months or you don't feel that it's it's giving you the return, then cancel it. Move along. Um, you know, I'm not saying do that with a lot of different programs. You don't want to introduce a loyalty program and have your customers rack up points and be close to rewards. And then you say, hey, you know what? We're going to cancel yeah. the reward program. <laughs> yeah, you, know, you got 99 points and you need 100. Well, goodbye. You know, but, uh, um, you know, just give it a try. Be strategic. A lot of these things are low cost. I'm not telling you to buy, um, you know, I'm not telling you to go out and buy a new Lincoln when you need a Ford. You know, I, I just really, you know, give it a whirl. Put a little bit of money at a time. See if a project works. Don't buy the thing for $1,000 that does this thing in a month. See if you can piece together a couple of little pieces of technology for 100 bucks a month that does the same things for you. Yeah, I, I really like that advice. And, and it, I mean, it's really simple, Frankie. And, and um, you know, it's not that difficult because basically what you're, what you're saying is uh, POS system, which is going to capture the data, you know, your customer data. Um, and then you just implement a loyalty program as an example and an email marketing program, or maybe it's email and text or SMS marketing um, to be able to reach out to those current customers and, and bring them back in. Um, that's not that complex and, yeah. and, and very easy to adopt and implement, you know, through your POS system. Um, you know, the only thing holding some people back is they've yet to get off the cash register and, and implement a POS system. But you, you got to get off of that. I'm telling you, a point of sale system, it, it protects your business. It helps your business. Uh, you know, whenever I go somewhere and I see a cash register, I, I cringe a little bit because I cannot imagine even running my QSR off of a cash register um, because it protects your business. And one more thing I'll say about the technology piece is a lot of people, you know, I talk to a lot of different business owners, I'm, I'm involved in a lot of networking opportunities with them, and they say, I don't know how to do that. You know, I, I check my email and that's it. I promise you, if you could, if you sit down and you just review things and go through it slowly, and I know business owners, we don't have all the time in the world, but if you sit down and spend 10 minutes a day, even if you don't know what you're doing, you could go to a free website builder and build a website within a week if you spend 10 minutes a day. I mean, it really, you know, just sit down, try to figure it out. Don't, you know, don't be negative about it before you go into it. If you go into it and say, I can't do this thing, you're probably not going to figure it out. If you go in with an open mind and have some patience to you uh, and just spend a little bit of time a day, you know, 10 minutes a day on a project, 
is not really asking too much of a business owner or a business operator. You know, spend, you know, just dedicate 10 minutes a day to a project and you will really, if you have an open mind, you're going to see where it could take you and it's somewhere far. That's great advice. And um, guys, I just heard a ding on your end. I looked down at the clock a few few minutes ago and realized how, how much time it passed. We, we I'm a big talker. <laughs> I know it doesn't take long when you've got two good talkers, does it? No, um, not at all. But, you know, it's it's been amazing to to kind of hear the story of Cathedes and um, and everything that you guys have done and are doing. Uh, I think it's a, you know, a great business, great business opportunity for uh, folks who are, are looking to invest in a QSR concept. Uh, we've got the Ganache Nook um, for that. And uh, we mentioned the website a couple of times. So uh, uh, please go check that out. Scan the background, scan that QR code um, and reach out to these guys. Uh, but Frankie, any any final words of wisdom or anything that that I didn't ask or cover that that you want to make sure we say? No, I focus on my true passion, which is technology and business. Um, I really can't talk enough about it. You know, I do a lot of marketing marketing activities um, with DoorDash because uh, you know for our area we're, we are a valued partner of theirs, and um, we value their partnership as well. So I love I love talking about technology. So we touched my passion today, which has been wonderful, Jeff. All I could say is, is hang in there. Uh, you know, this, these past few years have been really uh, rough for businesses, especially the, you know, well, you know, it, it, it's hard to say, especially the restaurant business, because we're, you know, I'm not in any other business, you know, it's hard to uh, imagine what other businesses are going through, because every business has their own unique set of challenges and their own unique set of, of opportunities. Um, you know, it's been hard in the business world. And right now, you know, I know we didn't get a chance to go through it, you know, with supply chain shortages and staff shortages and everything like that. All I can say is, is hang in there. Uh, you know, it's been such a rewarding experience to be in business. And, you know, unfortunately, business owners don't have an opportunity to sort of give up and quit their job. Uh, you know, so if you're in a general population, be kind to a you know, be kind to the people working in your restaurant. They're working as hard as they can right now through these difficult times. Um, you know, but I'm always up for a conversation. You know, we're all in this together at the end of the day. Uh, you know, if I can, you know, be of general help to anybody, just for a quick question about what something the Scafidi Restaurant Group does. Um, you know, although I'm a very busy individual with a lot of different irons in the fire, I'm always up for a question. So if anything I mentioned here today, if you have a question about the loyalty program we use or what's something you use for this, drop me a line at the QR code. I'm definitely willing to answer a question or two here and there. Um, I can't run your business for you, but I can definitely answer a couple questions and sort of, you know, uh, help you through, you know, something that you're trying to implement. Because I am so passionate about these things, I don't mind to, to drop someone an email and tell them, hey, we use Square Loyalty, or we use this, or it's most economical to do this. So don't hesitate to reach out. Um, you know, take a look at the Scafidi Restaurant Group. We greatly appreciate it if anyone's interested in a franchise opportunity. And Jeff, thank you for everything you do for highlighting business owners all throughout the United States and, uh, you know, sort of giving us a platform to talk about, um, you know, what's good, what's bad about the business right now. And, and hopefully uh, someone learned something from me today. I, I, don't, I don't know how much, but hopefully at least you're left with one thing for listening to me ramble on today. So uh, thank you, Jeff, for having me. I greatly appreciate it. 
Well, thank you, Frankie, for being here. And we definitely, I'm sure, learned. Uh, I know I learned quite a few things, and I'm sure our audience and listeners have as well. I uh, appreciate the willingness to, to share your, uh, you know, dropping an email and share your thoughts on a, a question or two out there. That's certainly kind of you. And, um, you know, again, for all our listeners, uh, it's the Scafidi Restaurant Group um, out of Steubenville, Ohio, uh, for those who missed that earlier. And, uh, you know, we hope you'll continue to support uh, Scafidi and all their different brands. And uh, again, we thank you, Frankie, for sharing your expertise. Uh, with us here today. And we thank you, our listeners, for joining us for another episode of the Local Leaders Podcast uh, and hope that you'll come back and uh, check out our next show. Thank you very much. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Local Leaders Podcast. You can find us at www.jeffzpodcast.com or jeffzjohnson.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Thanks again for listening and be sure to come back every Monday and Wednesday for our next episode.